Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Larry H. Russell speaking on behalf of the network, thanking you once again for downloading the Patriots Beat podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now, on to another edition of Patriots Beat. Take it away, Harris. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Patriots Beat here on Tuesday, January 31st. We're talking Super Bowl Media Day. It was uh, on Monday night, media night, I should say. It was the uh, technically called the NFL opening night spectacle. Uh, I'm here, Michael Longi. I'm here with uh, my buddy Marv Azan. How's it going, Marv? I'm all right, man. Media opening night for the Super Bowl. It's exciting stuff. You know, they're really pulling out all the stops this week and really making it an entertaining week throughout the big until the big day on Sunday. Yeah, it's kind of a cool it was kind of a cool atmosphere out there. You know, it was um, at Minute Maid Park, which is where the Houston Astros play. And it was, you know, pretty much a full house there. They were, you know, they sold tickets. They did the whole nine. They had a concert there. Um, Ex-ambassadors who I didn't know the name of the band, but you hear all their songs on the commercials and stuff all the time. So, <laughs> you know, that was pretty cool to see that and all that stuff. But um, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff Super Bowl Media Day related. We've got some stuff that Tom Brady said today, some stuff that Bill Belichick said today, even a little news nugget from uh, offensive line coach Dante Scarnecchia that we can talk about as well. Also a little bit on the other side of the ball, some interesting news from uh, Devontae Freeman's camp. Uh, he His agent said that he wanted to be one of the highest paid running backs in football right before media day. Interesting. Um, but we're going to talk about all that and a bunch more. Uh, just to start off with you guys, just to let you know, this week's episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts at making great hires. But posting your job in one place is not just enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job in all of the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017 by posting your job to 200 of the plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with just a single click. You can find candidates in any city, any industry, nationwide. All you have to do is post your job once, and then you just watch the candidates roll in. ZipRecruiter has a great, easy-to-use interface. You can move right through the candidates. No juggling emails, no calls to your office. Just quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Super easy. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses by going right now 
to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. One word, sportsfan, to try ZipRecruiter for free today. Uh, so, Marv, today, uh, well, yesterday, I should say, Monday, a bunch of stuff going on. The Patriots obviously flew down to Houston on Monday afternoon. They flew down right after a big Super Bowl pep rally early on in the day at Gillette Stadium. Uh, pretty good event, you know, ex- exciting event. A lot of people there, fans. Uh, I, I was seeing statistics. People were saying, uh, tweeting out that some fans showed up as early as 3.30 a.m. Wow. To, uh, to, to show up for this <laughs> I didn't start till 9.30, for those who, who don't know, 9.30 in the morning. So, I mean, people were out in droves. It was cold last night. I don't know why. They were out there that early, but that's I mean, crazy. You know, uh, it was cool though. There was a lot of a lot of uh, speakers there. Former Patriots cornerback Ty Law uh, kicked things off, got everybody pumped up, guaranteed a Super Bowl win, uh, which we can talk about a little bit. Uh, he said that the Patriots will definitely win their fifth Super Bowl. Um, but the real news came out of uh, something that both owner Robert Kraft and head coach Bill Belichick said about Ty Law. I've got the quote right here. Uh, Robert Kraft said, quote, I want to speak to all the Hall of Fame voters. He, speaking of Ty Law, is a player that has changed the rules of the game. He came in on this stage, and we gave him a red jacket, obviously meaning a Patriots Hall of Fame jacket. Um, and hopefully next time we see him, he's coming back with a gold jacket. So I want to start off things by talking about this, Marv. I've, I've advocated on, on behalf of Ty Law. I think he's absolutely a Hall of Famer for exactly that reason that Robert Kraft stated. He changed the rules of the game. He made it, so they, you know, made that five-yard contact rule, whatever, because he was so physical with, if you remember, all those battles with those Colts wide receivers back in the day. He was so physical that they had to change the rules of the game. So I guess, first of all, let me get your thoughts on, is is Ty Law a Hall of Famer? And uh, will will he, uh, that's, I guess, one question. And then another question is, will he get in this year? Because if that's a first ballot Hall of Famer, that's almost another echelon. So is he is he that good? And I guess just your thoughts on Ty Law in general as a player, because we're both around the same age. We grew up watching you know Ty Law win all those Super Bowls. And win. Yeah, Ty Law is absolutely a Hall of Famer without question. Now listen, in that era of cornerbacks, you can't name me too many cornerbacks that were better than Ty Law. You have Ty Law, you have your Champ Bailey, and you have Charles Woodson. Those three guys I just named, Hall of Famers in your in your opinion, Mike? I would say yeah, I'd say that's pretty much the uh the list from that era definitely. There's also, from, you know, like maybe maybe um uh, Aeneas Williams who played on that that Rams team. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So but, but he was even maybe a little before. He was like from from he was kind of close to the end of his career around that time. So but yeah, th- that general group of guys, not many more. Not many more. Those three and in that era Ty Law, I don't have the the stats on me right now, but he led the league in interceptions, I believe, twice. And not here for Marv, let me stop you right there. He led the league <laughs> in interceptions twice, you're right. Uh, 1998, he had nine interceptions with the Patriots, and he also led the league in interceptions, believe it or not, with the New York Jets in exactly. 2005, ten interceptions that year. Exactly. Made Exactly where I was going for. You know, a lot of players in the in the Patriots system, when they're good, you know, a lot of people in the media or outside New England say, oh, he's just a product of Bill Belichick or they're a product of the Patriots system. But not only was Ty Law amazing here with the Patriots, when he left to go out in New York with the Jets, 
He was also leading the league in interceptions. That just shows the talent this guy had. It wasn't just the Patriots system. The guy was unbelievable wherever he went. There, of course, during the end of his career, people people will try to say, oh, he wasn't as good as he was in New England. But he still led the league in interceptions. Just changed the way. Shut down your best receiver. You saw what happened in 2001, 2003 when he was with us. Ty Law is absolutely a Hall of Famer, without a question. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the stats say it right here. I mean, he had 53 interceptions in his career. I don't have right in front of me the all-time list, but, I mean, he's definitely up there. Not many guys stay in the league that long to have 53 interceptions, so you also have to take into account the the, the moments. I mean, you remember when he had three interceptions against Peyton Manning in that... Who that does game? that? Like, it's it was unbelievable. <laughs> uh, when he the, the pick six in the Rams game, the first score of the game, you know, it's just like... All these different things, the, the the moments matter, especially I feel like in football, the moments definitely matter, and I think that's if 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 he is on the 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 edge and he might get in, he might not. I think you have to give him the edge just because of of the moments that he was in. The moment, and it was always like you said, always in big games, in playoffs, playoff battles against Peyton Manning, taking him out three interceptions. You can't you can't write a better script for a cornerback than that. Ty Law was. Absolutely amazing. And like I said, with the cornerbacks, the cornerbacks that come into the Hall of Fame, Tyler's numbers are just up there with them. So I don't see why not he's a Hall of Famer. Will he be a first ballot? That's always a tough one. That's always, you know, going to be questioned, especially in the NFL. I feel like it's really hard to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't know if he'll be a first first ballot. He should be, but that's yeah, not an hour. I, I think he should be. I if you look at the list of guys that, that he's going up against, I mean, there's a lot of players that are on this. I mean, obviously, we have one surefire first ballot, no doubt in my mind, is Ladanian Tomlinson, who's up this time oh, for the course. first time. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he's in, no doubt. He's, you know, top 10 all-time in rushing, all that stuff. He was, you know, he changed the running back role, kind of more of a passing down back. He was great. Fun battles against him, too, back in the day. Absolutely, absolutely. So he's on the list. Also, you know, you got guys like Kurt Warner, Terrell Owens, who still hasn't gotten in for whatever Horrible. reason. Horrible. Don't get me started on that. Horrible. Yeah. So, I mean, so there's a lot of guys, right? There's a lot of guys on the list this year. And, I mean, the fact that Ty Law made the final 15, I think, is is a great thing in itself. And it, it shows me that I think he will be in the Hall of Fame one day. It's going to be, what do they take, five guys maybe it, every it, year? It, if yep. that, right, so I mean, I think you have to get a certain number of votes, and if they're going to just put one guy in, so let's say they would put just one guy in, in one, you know what I mean, in a year. So I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I definitely think he should be in eventually. I think if I had to choose, I would put him in first ballot. I just think that he, like you said, one of the better cornerbacks, one of the best cornerbacks of that era. Of players, and obviously, I mean, we're a little bit biased because we watched him play all those years, and we we were able to experience all those moments that he made uh, on the field in both, you know, AFC Championship games, Super Bowls, and then even during just the regular season when he was just beating up on every wide receiver in the league and making them change the rules of the game. So, anytime you have to, anytime the league needs to change rules for you, this <laughs> that means you're doing something great. Will Chamberlain, they have to change the whole NBA for that guy. Hall of Famer. Yeah, definitely, absolutely, and and I think that I think that and the moments should should definitely put him over the edge. Uh, but let's move on. Let's talk about uh, media day today. Uh, 
I'll be honest, Marv, they, they make this thing, this whole spectacle, it's all unbelievable, it's now at night, which is, you know, for people like, you know, us who have to follow it and watch it and react to it, it's terrible, because you got to stay up, <laughs> you know, until midnight just to see Tom Brady finish speaking, so, it, I mean, it's pretty ridiculous, at least in my opinion, but, you know, a couple of good nuggets came out of, came out of the Super Bowl, I mean, came out of the Super Bowl media day today, um, let's start right here, Tom Brady. Uh, All right. He was interviewed by uh, the the first guy who got a crack at him was Willie McGinnis, former Patriot great, obviously now working for NFL Network. He got a he got a decent amount of questions, and he got probably six or seven good questions in uh, to start off Tom Brady at Media Day. And one of the things he asked him is um, about his motivation going forward. Not even about I mean he did ask him about this year, and we'll talk about that as well. But he asked about his motivation going forward. How long? Does he think that he can keep playing? And Tom Brady said that he, quote, sees no end in sight when it comes to his career. So, I mean, that's pretty surprising. I mean, we've heard him say that he wants to play until he's 40, 42, 43. Um, he's 39 right now. Uh, Willie McGinnis also pointed out that this will be uh, Tom Brady's final game in his 30s because by the time the season starts next year, he'll, he'll, be, 40. he'll, be, he'll turn 40 years old. So, um Tom Brady sees no end in sight to his career, uh, Marv. What do you think about that? There's, I just I can't wrap my head around this. You know, like you mentioned earlier, the past couple years when media asks him this question around training camp, he, you know, he says 40, 45. He says it with a smile. But, but now when he said, I see no end, it's like, wow, this guy really wants to play forever. Man, I was telling uh, Mike Nice, my co-host for the CLNS postgame show, I, I texted him a couple of days ago, like, I think Tom Brady's going to retire. You know, lately, the re this is the reason why I said it. I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, um, Alonji. Yeah, yeah. But he's on Instagram now, and he's just been posting a lot of, you know, all Belichick's the greatest coach. I'm glad to have you. These are my guys, the quarterback. There's just a lot of things. I'm like, wow, th this guy's sounding like he's about to end his career. And I text Mike, like, this really might be his last game. But now that he came out with this, I'm like, oh, I'm totally wrong. Tom Brady's not looking to retire anytime soon. And it's just that chip, he, that motivation, that chip in his shoulder being, you know, picked in the sixth round. He's, he's never going to forget that. He's going to try to break every record, win as many Super Bowls as he can, and to be cemented as the greatest of all time. He won't, he'll never say it to us, but that's what's going through his head right now. Yeah, you know, it's 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 really interesting because I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I've heard all these different things about how he's, you know, been talking about Belichick. He said it again tonight at Media Day. He said Belichick is the greatest coach of all time in his opinion, and he feels like he would never want to play for anybody else. Um, but, you know, I was listening to, to Brady today because, you know, obviously the, the coverage on, on TV, they had him uh, featured, of course, and he was talking a lot, and they said um, – he said at one point that he was just he was just kind of talking and he was they were asking him about uh you know someone asked him the question what what would it it would obviously mean a lot to you to win your fifth super bowl you know to be as as someone who grew up watching Joe Montana I'm pretty sure that's how he framed the question as someone who grew up watching Joe Montana win four I'm sure you winning five would mean a lot to you and he he wouldn't say that he wouldn't and now you could say, okay, well, obviously he's thinking that, every human thinks that, but Marv, I'm, I'm convinced that this guy 
has a completely different mindset than any other player in in every aspect, not only talking about his diet and his food and, you know, how he goes to sleep every night and how he works out and how he, you know, uses resistance bands, doesn't lift weights, he doesn't eat tomatoes, and eats avocado ice cream, all that <laughs> stuff, right? Definitely. Not only that, but he's not even focused on... He said that, yeah, it would be special, but it would be special because it's this year. He doesn't even look at it in the framework of my career, my my whole... Which which tells me... He's not having that. He's still in the middle of his career. Not the middle, obviously. <laughs> he's, he's still in his career. He's not thinking about the end of his career. Because you know any human at the end of their career starts thinking back on the rest of their career and starts appreciating things. And, you know, e- even Belichick, who I don't think is going to stop anytime soon either, probably just as soon as Brady, to be honest, um, even he, over the past few years, you've kind of seen him soften up a little bit when talking about uh, winning Super Bowls in the past and stuff like that. Tom Brady's not having it. Like you said, he's he's focused on winning the Super Bowl this year and then celebrating for a couple days, taking some time off, and then focusing on winning the Super Bowl next year. I mean, that's just how this guy's wired, and I don't think any other football player is wired that way. And as astonished as you sound, it still doesn't sound that crazy of an idea. Like, Tom Brady's about to be 40 years old, and he's talking about this season is going to be great if he wins a championship as if he's 30, as if he has 10 more years left in this league. He's right. saying, like, that's that's incredible. And he's serious. He really means this. He changed his, he changed the whole way how he sets things up. You saw that, you saw how he became more mobile in this past two seasons. He just didn't do that by accident because he wants to continue playing. You saw how he changed his diet. All these things are not by accident. He really plans to play, play till 45 and beyond. And until, you remember a couple years ago, he said, I plan on playing until I suck. He knows he doesn't suck right now. If he's still in the MVP conversations at 39, who knows how long it could last. And you know what else? Another factor this brings up? Jimmy Garoppolo. What do you think he's thinking when he hears Brady say, hey, I don't plan on retiring anytime soon? Yeah, it's it's interesting because obviously, I mean, they, I'm sure he didn't get a react because the reporters couldn't get a reaction from Garoppolo in real time at media day because Brady just kind of said it. Uh, at the beginning of his meeting, Garoppolo was obviously talking elsewhere. But, you know, uh, you got to wonder, right? I mean, it's it's Jimmy Garoppolo showed that he can play. Yeah. Now, now, whether he can play as well as, you know, some of the top quarterbacks in the league, that's definitely to be seen because we only saw him for, what, six quarters. So, but still, I mean, he showed that he can play. And, yeah, you got to think, wow. I mean, Garoppolo's got to be thinking, I got to get out of here then. If, if <laughs> at, at some point, if, if Brady doesn't see any end in sight, because I think, you know, we've always talked about this. This has been kind of one of those fringe conversations over the past few years, especially as Brady gets older and older is, well, I mean, Bill Belichick gets rid of all the old players, gets rid of them a year too early rather yep. than a year too late, right? So what's he going to do? He's, ine- he's It's inevitable, right? He's going to move on from Tom Brady. It's inevitable. I don't think it's inevitable. I think it's not going to happen. I think Tom Brady is the one football player that that Bill Belichick will not let go of simply because Tom Brady and Bill Belichick have the same exact mindset. They live 
football. This is, I mean, Bill Belichick is the same way. If you listen to his thing during the during this media day as well, I mean, he he was breaking down the Falcons. I mean, he's not having any of this stuff, any yeah. of these silly questions and stuff like that. Alonji, though, the man is 40. And this one thing, if a coach is getting older, his mindset is still going to be is still going to be there. Your skill set is not going to be there anymore. Like, Belichick eventually is going to have to make a decision. You know, he, Brady's pretty much putting a lot of pressure on, on, on the Patriots right now, saying, hey, I don't care what you guys do with J- Jimmy Garoppolo, Brissett, or whoever you guys bring in. I'm not going anywhere. And so far, yeah, he's performed. But realistically, we've seen it. Father time has never lost. We've seen it with everybody. What makes us be so naive and think, okay, Tom Brady's really going to play as great as he is, MVP level, till he's 45? That's just crazy. As much as I love the man, I can't fathom it. I can't even fathom it. No, you're absolutely right, and it's it almost sounds ridiculous as 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 a Patriots fan and as you know people around Patriots Nation because you know there's those Patriots fans out there, those Tom Brady fanboys that you know think that Tom Brady has literally never sinned in his entire life. Yep. You know what I mean? so, but, but you know it's it, I Marv, I can't even picture Tom Brady being bad at football. I it's, literally it's can't picture because uh, like he's gonna have to break his legs. You know what I mean? He's going to have to – something catastrophic is going to have to happen. It's going to have to be a Peyton Manning-type injury that's going to derail Tom Brady's career because I think that – because we, we saw Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning won a yep. Super Bowl with a neck that was, you know, stitched together, right? He got by almost entirely on his mind, right? And I think me and you can both agree that Tom Brady is just as good, if not better, with his mind – than, than Peyton Manning is, right, or was, or whatever. So, exactly, yeah. So I think that if, if Tom Brady, who is a freak about taking care of his body, mind you, the man eat, eats avocado ice cream. I mean, that's that's become a joke. Like, it's, oh, he eats avocado ice cream. But, like, he literally eats avocado ice cream because he needs to be healthy. Uh, which, by the way, did you hear that his, his cheat food is cheeseburgers? His cheat food is cheeseburgers. Which I, I w- didn't I even w- know that. I didn't even know the man touched cheeseburgers. I was shocked. I was shocked. I'll be honest with you, because because exactly. I mean, thank God he's here. human. Oh my gosh. He clearly doesn't put ketchup on it because he doesn't have <laughs> tomatoes. So you know what I mean. But I mean, really though, he he takes care of his body so regimented. I mean, like if you if you listen to like when he's talked about it before, you know, like right now it's what it's January thirty first right now. He knows what he's doing for a workout and a meal plan and all the stuff in, for, for May 6th. You know what I mean? Like his entire yeah. year is mapped out day by day by day by day because he needs to stay in shape because he off wants to stay in shape. And, yeah, off of football. And what, why am I so I, – I understand what you're saying. Like Father Time is undefeated and like he will eventually win. He, he has to. But I think I I, just, I can't see Tom Brady being bad at football, even at age. Let's say he's he's 44 years old. Could you would you be shocked if Tom Brady at 44 threw, uh, at I don't know 20, 20, 29 touchdowns and 10 picks in a season? Would you be shocked if he was if he did that at 44? Ooh, 29 and 10, and the team is winning. And the team's winning. Not quite 30 touchdowns. Not quite, you know, six picks in a season like he's done before, or two like this season. 
But, you know, 29 touchdowns and 10 picks, I would say for for an NFL quarterback at that point, because we're looking, you know, what, four or five years into the future, at that point, passing will be so ridiculous that that will be probably an average year in the NFL. Right? Listen. A slightly, a slightly above average year in the NFL. If Brady, uh, if Brady were to throw, throw over six interceptions at any year, we'd be overreacting. Well, we'd, obviously. <laughs> we'd be we'd be going crazy here in New England if he threw over six. Saying what's wrong with him? Is he is he slowing down finally and whatsoever? But he, if he went for twenty nine and ten at the age of forty four, father, father time might catch his first L. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So like, I, I don't know. And then maybe at forty five, he calls it a career. Maybe they, you know, who knows? They could win another. If Tom Brady's doing that, they could win another Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah. They could, I mean, they could win the, the Super right Bowl pieces, next year. With the right pieces around them. Because, look, look, everybody's aging around Brady except for Brady. All his receivers have come and gone. Now all of his players are reporting to him. His players are asking him questions. You have Willie McGinnis asking you questions. A guy that used to be, be, be your coworker, your peer. All his guys have come and gone, and he is still there since 2000. We're in 2017. You're telling me... He can play to 2020 and beyond. Get out of here. I mean, it's it's crazy to think. It's crazy to even say. But I mean, I mean, the guy even says himself he sees no end in sight. And like you, like I said, I, I think this guy has a completely different mindset than any other football player that has ever lived. Frankly, I mean, this guy is just so focused on winning. He he wouldn't even admit that if he won this Super Bowl, he'd be you know, excited that he won his fifth Super Bowl. He'd be excited because he won the Super Bowl this year, which, you know, just kind of goes to show you the way this guy is thinking. But uh, let's let's talk a little bit about some other stuff going on in media day. Um, Dante Scarnecchia. Actually, you know what? Let's let's take a quick break. We'll, we'll hear a, a couple words from Blue Apron, and then uh, we'll come back and talk about Dante Scarnecchia because he, he, he said something very interesting and something that uh, a lot of Patriots fans will be very happy to hear. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's let's take a break real quick. Not all ingredients are created equal. Fresh, high-quality ingredients make a real difference, so it's important to know where your food comes from. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm, I used Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate Jack could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift, so maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift coming up, I would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend, obviously Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member, maybe they can get some high quality ingredients in their life. For less than $10 per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals, so they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers, whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash patriots. Blue Apron a better way to cook. All right, we are back on the Patriots Beat podcast here. Talking about media day, Super Bowl media day, obviously on Monday, Super Bowl media night, I should say, which 
Uh, I said at the beginning of the show, and I will continue to say as long as it happens, that I hate that I hate staying up late to watch Media Day, Media Nights, which we're going to have to start calling it now, or Opening o- Night. Opening whatever. Night. Opening Nights, whatever Terrible. they call it. Yep, they had a. It's like the Olympics. I mean, exactly. it's ridiculous. They got a concert. They had. They brought out all the teams. They did the whole thing, and it was all this stuff. Um, Cooper Manning. I don't know if you saw Cooper Manning. I saw uh, on Twitter his, oh, his outfit. Oh my lord! I threw <laughs> I saw... on the. I threw on the Fox Sports One coverage just to check him out real quick because I had to see this guy. First of all, I gotta say, the man is hilarious. Like if you if you, I was watching footage of him, and he is hilarious. Um, he, he's got a job in TV for sure. I mean, he never amounted to anything as a football player. I believe he had a, a, a pretty bad injury back in uh, high school or yeah. college or something like that. And, uh, wasn't able to play. He was a wide receiver, if I remember correctly. But I mean, the guy is hilarious. He was out there wearing a suit, uh, made of hundred dollar bills. It was, I saw, I saw the outfit on Twitter and I was, I didn't know what, what was going on. I'm expecting while wow, opening night really must be crazy. I saw, I saw Keenan and Kel out there and everything. I said, sheesh. Oh, yeah, Simone Biles was an an honorary member of the media because she's uh, from Houston originally. She was out there interviewing players and stuff like that. Um, I saw some guy who was in full face paint, full Patriots face paint, with a full Patriots uh, suit and tie combo, the Patriots. So imagine the Cooper Manning suit with all Patriots logos on it. That's exactly what it was. Um, it was, it, you know, obviously you're going to get all these crazy kooky things yep. uh, out of media day. It's become this complete spectacle. Like I said, there was a, there was a concert halfway through it. They had, you know, the Atlanta Falcons came out, they talked for an hour. Then there was a, uh, like a 20 minute concert and then the Patriots talked for an hour. It was, you know, it's who, who was this concert for? Uh, all the people who paid, uh, for the tickets to get in. All right. Oh, wow. It's, like those people who go to the draft yeah like, i don't know about you know what i mean like people who go to the like why are you going to the draft like i'm sure it's fun you know what i mean to it's, go as like uh, a spectacle and that, but like what are you doing there you're just watching people uh read a name off a card for that's like it. three hours you know what i mean but like, you got to understand we're patriots fans we do, we we don't know that feeling of being excited for a draft. Yeah, like being like, oh, we're gonna get the number one overall pick. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Like, uh, we don't, we I, don't, we don't know that feeling out here. So maybe actually, they- interesting enough, someone actually made the 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 set out the fact earlier today that the only two top fifteen picks, no, the only yeah, the only three top fifteen picks that the Patriots have had in this that they drafted in this uh, in this run, three guys. Richard Seymour was drafted 6th overall, uh, Ty Warren was drafted 13th overall, and Gerard Mayo was drafted 10th overall. All those great, the, all great the, players, too. And those are the only three guys that have been uh, drafted in the top 15 overall by Bill Belichick in this Patriots regime, which I think is unbelievable, which means he's, he's using guys that are, you know, bottom half of the first round and beyond – not even bottom out of the first round either, because it's like third rounders and beyond to like basically build this entire team year after year after year after year. Forgotten players, all this stuff. Uh, just a really uh, a testament to Bill Belichick's uh, team building ability as much as his coaching ability. We never had that like five star, surefire top five pick on the team. You know, we got lucky that year when we got Gronkowski and Hernandez together due to injuries and, you know, outside, outside things that affected the draft. 
But other than that, yeah, we've it's rare. We we just find guys, man. Belichick, one of the best at it. Yeah, it's it's just you know I just thought it was and, oh another thing that struck me today. Speaking of the team building aspect and the coaching ability specifically of Bill Belichick and his staff, the Patriots won the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah. In in February of 2015, they beat the Seattle Seahawks. We all remember uh, Malcolm Butler. I still remember where I was. I was sitting in my living room. Me and my girlfriend, uh, my parents were down in the, the, the British Virgin Islands. They were watching the Super Bowl down there. I was here in the snowstorm waiting, and I almost I, – I collapsed on the floor. Oh, I was on the floor. I was when good. Malcolm Butler intercepted that pass. They, every time they show it on TV, I remember collapsing on the floor in elation when, when he intercepted that ball. But two years ago, two years ago, the Patriots won the Super Bowl. This year, there are 30 new players on the 53-man roster. 30. 23 guys played on the team, which is pretty surprising in itself. 23 guys from the previous Super Bowl team are on the team this year. But even more impressive, there are 30 new players on this 53-man roster at the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I don't know if you heard that stat before, but what is your reaction to that? The thing is, if you're a Patriots fan, are you surprised? I mean, it seems like every year it's just a brand new team. And it gets frustrating at times, especially in offseason, when you see a, a team, a, you know, a player that's one of your favorite players, a team favorite, just go away to another team, whether it be because they're chasing money or Patriots have a history of not, you know, paying players. But I'm not surprised. I mean, every year, like I said, it's a brand new team and, Sometimes it has to do with injuries or whatnot. 2014 was a special team. You had you had stars. You had you know the Revis Brady, of course. The defense was the defense was pretty set, and then they went 12 and four this year. You have I'd say the talent was a little less than compared to two years ago, and you go 14 and two. Maybe it's because of the schedule or whatnot. And 30 guys, and most of these. If not all these thirty guys have no Super Bowl experience, you know the twenty. This, I believe there's twenty two players that have Super Bowl experience on this team right now. So it's yeah. a it's a good mixed group of veterans and young guys. And I think that what the Patriots have done well throughout this whole run is have a mix of veterans and young players throughout. It's not a team full of young guys or it's not a team full of veterans. Like two thousand seven was one of the only times I remember when it was just a team full of veterans. Oh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, and, you know, speaking on the, the 30 new guys and, and all that stuff, I think what, what makes this year a little even more special is because, you know, obviously you think about the, you know, 30, okay, 30 players out of 53 are new. Okay, well, you know, the bottom third of that, let's say, don't play that much or only play on special teams or whatever. But even still, I mean, this year specifically, from 2014, I'm with you that the defense in 2014 may have had more talent, maybe because of talent wise. Yep. Maybe I'm saying because I'm still I'm sitting here thinking this this defense this year is is pretty damn talented. You know but what you, I mean? You, but you had you had a Vince Wilford, you had the Chandler Jones, you had no, Collins right. no, and right. Hightower and all those I'm, guys. I'm with you, and you still had you know obviously Darrell Rivas, like we said, McCordy in the back, all, all Browner, right? So. But this year, 
I would say that the offense this year is more talented than the Patriots offense that they had in 2014. And, and you're talking without Gronk. Absolutely. And I would say that it's it's even more impressive because think about the guys that are contributing on offense, you know, pretty heavily this season or have throughout the year. There a lot of them are new guys. Chris Hogan is a new guy. Mar- Martellus Bennett is a new guy. You know what I mean? Uh Deion Lewis was hurt for most of last year. He's, you know, kind of in the middle, almost like a new guy, right? So, like, I think it's just even more impressive that not only is he bringing in new players to the bottom of the roster every year and still winning with the top of the roster, he's bringing in guys that are contributing every week on on whatever side of the ball because let's not even mention all the guys on defense that he's just picked up and have been contributing. Kyle Van Noy, Shane McClellan, Chris Long. You know what I mean? The list goes on and on. So it's just it's just really impressive that he can just pick guys up, 30 new guys on the team, and, you know, I would say at least 40% of those guys have contributed heavily to the team's success this year. And it's just, it's the culture that they have here in New England. Like Brady said a couple of weeks ago that when you come into New England, you just get brain, Belichick brainwashes you, and you become part of this winning culture. Doesn't matter what player, who you are, what your background was, what happened the weeks before. Once you get in here, it's all about winning, and you notice it once you step foot. Michael Floyd, he he said it a couple times. Once he came in here, he understood what was up coming into New England. It's all about winning. That's the culture here. Nothing less, nothing more. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, uh, so, just to kind of wrap up a bow on that, that was just. I just think that's really impressive that they can. Bring in new guys every single year, like we said, and they've won. Awesome. They're now They're now in their seventh Super Bowl with a chance to win number five. It's just unbelievable. But uh, let's wrap this up with one final topic, uh, Marv. Uh, Dante Scarnecchia, offensive line coach for the New England Patriots, uh, also spoke at me today because obviously everybody speaks. And he left out. He let out this little nugget saying that he plans, he said, quote, this is the plan. Um that he plans to coach at least through the end of next season. Which means you've got, uh, for all of next year, you have Dante Scarnecchia, offensive line coach. Now, for those of you know people who don't remember, Dante Scarnecchia was with the team for, I mean, he was with the team for like 30 Ever. years. He was through, you know, through four different coaching changes. He was, he was still here as the offensive line coach. And he retired in 2013. Dave DiGuglielmo came in. Uh, the offensive line was an absolute disaster, and then Dante Scarnecchia came back, and you know now it's kind of been a touch and go thing. He's in his seventies now, so it's obviously just a matter of time before he decides to hang it up for good. But he's going to be around till the end of next year, or through the end of next season, which whatever that means. You know, what I mean that could mean for the next couple of years, that could mean whatever. Um, so taking into account what he's done for this offensive line this season, because we've seen a vast improvement this year. Um, I would assume that you would, uh, Marv, I would assume that you would want Dante Skarnecki to stay as long as humanly possible. Of course. I mean, if you ask me the MVP of this 2016 season, it has to be Dante Skarnecki. Our biggest flaw last year was the offensive line. It was huge. I mean, the last game they played against the Broncos, Brady got hit 20-plus times. You're not winning if you can't protect the merchandise. Dante Skarnecchia came back and set the tone here. You you heard it all through training camp, how it was just different. 
Him saying that he's playing through next season pretty much means one thing. He's giving Belichick one year to find his replacement. And they're going to be working together, I bet, looking for the, that next guy to, you know, follow under Dante Scarnecchia's wing. Don't be surprised if you see, you know, a coach, you know, under the wing just learning. They'll probably give him a tie like a consultant or something like that. But I think that's what they're doing. They're just prepping somebody else to really take over Scarnecchia's role. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that's probably about right. We've obviously seen it multiple times throughout this Patriots organization in all all aspects of the coaching staff. We've seen uh, guys start as, you know, assistants and, you know, guys who just watch film all day and write notes all the way to guys who become offensive coordinators through, you know, offensive line coach or offensive uh, receivers coach or whatever. Same on the defensive side of the ball, but, you know, both Josh McDaniels and Matt Patricia were both, you know, those guys in the film room taking notes at one point, and now all of a sudden they're defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. So I think you're right. I think that they probably have somebody in-house that is going to eventually take that role. You would think that it, you thought it would be Dave DiGuglielmo uh, when that happened, and it didn't work out. It didn't work out at all. You know, maybe it'll maybe it'll work out next time. We'll see. But it, it's, it's definitely has to uh, make Patriots fans pretty happy to uh, to know that Dante Skarnick is going to at least be here next season because now, if you think of next season – I mean, whether the Patriots win the Super Bowl or not on Sunday, they have a chance to win it again next year or to win it next year. <laughs> so, I mean, knowing that Dave, uh, that Dante Skarnecki, excuse me, is going to be back on the team coaching the offensive line again um, with, you know, all these guys who are all young, or mostly young, I should say. You know, Sebastian Vollmer's not necessarily young. Neither is Nate Solder necessarily. But, you know, guys like Shaq Mason, uh, Dave Andrews, um, Joe Thune, all these guys, young, rookies, second-year players, um, the fact that they'll be able to grow another year with Skarnecchia has got to make Patriots fans really happy. Yeah, and like, think about the guys that got rid of, too, in the beginning of the year with the offensive line. Stork, you don't see Klein anymore. Guys that were huge contributors to this team. Skarnecchia came in, they're gone. You bring in some rookies, some new guys, and they fit right in. Yeah, absolutely, and um, uh wouldn't be shocked if, you know, let's let's say, because, like, Sebastian Vollmer, this question's about him. And, I'm know, not a big fan. Well, I mean, he's been hurt. He's hurt now. Marcus Cannon obviously stepped in and, and played great and now got a five-year contract extension. So, I mean, the writing could be on the wall for, for Sebastian Vollmer, and he could be out the door, and you could be looking at Marcus Cannon as your uh, starting right tackle for the foreseeable future. But uh, that's obviously a conversation for a different day, obviously, but... Um, uh, we are out of time here, Mob. The time flew by. This was fun. This was real speakers. fun. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So a lot of, a lot of good stuff out of Media Day. Um, I think it's a little bit too much of a spectacle. I think you feel the same way as I do. Yeah. Um, it's just a little too much. I don't feel like people should buy tickets for, for something like this because, I mean, I don't know. Are you just going to sit there and watch people talk for the whole thing? I don't know. It's just weird. Maybe maybe if it like came with your Super Bowl ticket, if you bought a Super Bowl ticket. Yeah, like, a little package. You know, you know what I mean? That, yeah. that Maybe that's cool. But, you know, hey, I'm not I'm not doing sales for the NFL. They're doing just fine without me. So, um, But anyway, guys, thanks for downloading today's Patriots Beat. Today's sponsors were Zip Recruiter and Blue Apron. Um, I want to thank you, Mar, for, for joining me today. Uh, obviously, my name is Michael Longi. Uh for CLNS executive producer Larry H. Russell, the founder of our network, Nick Gelso, thanks to everyone who tuned in. Guys, stick around for the rest of the week because we've got a couple of great shows, a few great shows coming up for the rest of Super Bowl week. We've obviously been bringing you coverage 
all over the place since last Wednesday. Uh, just coming all aspects of of Patriots. Uh, Marvin Mike talked uh, yesterday about uh, or on uh, Monday rather about um, the the Patriots offense and and how they can play the Patriots defense, all that stuff. Um, they had the post game show over the bye week. We were we we're covering you from all aspects. We've got a couple shows coming up uh, Wednesday. Harris will be talking about the the Falcons front office and how almost all of them are, are former Patriots guys. Uh, namely Thomas Dimitrov, uh, Scott Fioli, guys who are running the operations there, all former Patriots staffers, so that'll be a very interesting show. And also, our, as usual, we'll be having a, our Behind Enemy Lines segment. It'll be a full show uh, talking with uh, a guest from the Atlanta Falcons media. That'll be on Thursday before our big CLNS Radio staff prediction show that will come out on Friday. It'll be me, Marv, Mike Nice, Harris, uh, our guy Wes Langley, Tyler Trudeau, uh, we will all be giving our thoughts on and giving official scores, sticking to it, our official scores for our thoughts on Super Bowl 51. Uh, that'll be coming up on Friday. So stick around, guys. It'll be a great week. Uh, Harris will be back tomorrow. Until then, guys, this is the Patriots Beat Podcast, powered by CLNS Radio. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of CLNS Radio, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show, hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice, and live on CLNSRadio.com immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929-477-2386, toll-free, to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter posts with a play of the game, and everything else that is going on with the four-time Super Bowl champions. Subscribe to the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show on iTunes and Stitcher and the best way. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, any place, anywhere.